Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Gets in the Garage. We're a music podcast. For music lovers today, we do not have Jeff. Instead, we have Elmo and Cookie Monster in Jeff's place. Uh, Jeff is at a family event uh, up in uh, the top of uh, New England this week. So we he's, uh, he's actually out of town. He is actually out of town. Yeah, he is in Maine, and uh, you know they're having a good time up there. So we safe travels to Jeffrey, and uh, hope you eat a lobster, have fun. Oh yeah, Maine lobster. Pretty There's good. No, nothing like it. Anyway, we have a great show planned for you today. But as always, before we do, please remember to like and comment and subscribe. Hit all those buttons and uh, even notifications too so you get our episodes every single week because we do do episodes every single week with new album reviews and all kinds of good stuff. So uh, yes, please do all of that and share with... Someone who likes to cook. A chef. A chef. You, If you would like to share with a chef, I just am uh, anybody who likes to cook as a hobby, a passion. You know, it's, it's, I've heard a, I heard a saying that a cook cooks, but a chef creates. Okay. So all cooks. All right, Marco Pierre. I, <laughs> if we're just derailing real fast, I saw that horror movie with Voldemort about cooking that I can't remember the name of. But it oh was, yeah, uh, it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty fun. Check out that movie. We can't remember the name of. It was pretty interesting. <laughs> with Voldemort cooking, I'm sure if you just search that, you'll find it. Anyway, fun show planned. Luke, what is going on this week? Because it's been uh, it's been a week to remember. It's been a, definitely that. So. The Grammys happened this week, and we are going to give you a full Grammy rundown on the podcast. We are going to have music news like we always have. We're going to stay informed. And then we are going to review the queen of country music at some point, I guess, Shania Twain. And this is her second comeback album. The album is Queen of Me. We are going to talk about it. We are going to review the album, and that will be in our second half. Alex, roll that yeah, theme here. song. This is Get in the Garage. Get in the Garage. The best music podcast ever made. Ever made. Ever made. Ever made. I think I can add that in. But right after you say Okay. Let's give it a shot. If you're seeing it. You've already heard it. It's happened. Oh. It's happened. It's gone. It's already happened. Oh, wait. No. I mean, the theme song's playing right now. So. Yes. It'll be. That you just did it, so so we're gonna have to figure that out. It'll happen. We'll clean it up in post. <laughs> um, this is music news. This is music news. <laughs> All right, so we have been covering the, these spats as long as we've been a podcast, and we will continue to do so because they are ridiculous, and this band should uh, have been playing for the past twenty years. I know. I'm talking about Pink Floyd. They are spatting once more. Roger Waters addressed the UN and said whatever he said about some politics, you know. uh, Yes, it gets very political. We're not going to get into the nitty gritty because we don't care on this podcast. We care about rock and roll music. So so Polly Sampson, the uh, Pink Floyd. David Gilmore's wife. David Gilmore's wife, or the Pink Floyd songwriter, as um, <laughs> some outlets Pink are. Pink Floyd songwriter, yeah. Which uh, is a real stab at Roger Waters in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> they did they did him dirty with that one, didn't they? They did. Oh, uh, a lot of outlets are reporting it this way. Yeah. So, so uh, Roger Waters' wife and Pink Floyd uh, lyricist Polly Sampson is uh, rowing 
with uh, Roger Waters and over Twitter. They are having arguments over the band's website. I can uh, give you the quote or the Twitter. Give us some of the uh, some of the beef. So she said at sadly or sadly at Roger Waters, you are anti-Semitic to your rotten core. Also a Putin apologist and a lying, thieving, hypocritical Tax avoiding, lip sinking, misogynist, sick with envy, megalomaniac. Enough with your nonsense. To which David Gilmore sort of wrote like a little rebuttal thing or response to it and just said, every word demonstrably true. So, you know, it's just like onward goes the Pink Floyd drama and these two can't get it together. Nick Mason's just kind of hanging out, probably driving in one of his expensive Ferraris. He plays uh, in a great Pink Floyd band that plays early Pink Floyd music called, um, I think it's called Sauce Full of Secrets or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, So, yeah, there you go. That's very exciting. And he's having a great time uh, not being involved in any of this. Yeah. And um, they seem to clear. Yeah, they seem to be having a horrible time and be having uh, no fun. I will say to this tear down the wall. Um, Yeah. So, you know. You know, yeah. And, you know, we're not going to get too into the weeds about what Roger Waters has been saying. But we also, uh, at one point, we, we have talked about it loosely a little bit with. You know, the Putin thing and the Russia-Ukraine conflict and his his uh, opinions about all of that stuff. And that's really what, at least what Dolly, or not Dolly, why do I keep saying Dolly? What's Polly. Polly, Polly, thank you're you. close. Uh, really is, is you know, what she's, she's calling out. Roger Waters, yeah, actually, Roger Waters did have a rebuttal. And instead of actually writing it in a tweet, it was just, it's just a picture of him, like, smiling. Uh, behind a microphone and it says Roger Waters is aware of the incendiary and wildly inaccurate comments made about him on Twitter Twitter by Polly Sampson which he refutes entirely he is currently taking advice to his position so it's interesting that Roger Waters would post that and then refer to himself in the third person I think that is just reinforcing the fact that he is a self-centered megalomaniac they all seem like self-centered ma- they're megalomaniacs. They're all just great. Yeah, you it's, know. Um, here's the it's thing. Just like, it's come just on, like man. Pink Floyd's like a cool band, but it's like I don't. Why is it like Pink Floyd? Like Pink I know, Floyd did their I know. politics Listen, best of when they were talking human to human. Did you never just like take a card out of the deck of Led Zeppelin, where it's just like Jimmy Page and Robert Plant? Like they just don't fuck with each other anymore, and they're just like, yeah, just do your own things, whatever. People ask about Led Zeppelin, you know, you know, stuff like that. And they're like, ah, maybe, maybe not. Probably not. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah. You know, this with all this, it's like enough is enough. Roger Waters, just like play bass, man. And just yeah, like just relax. Hug each other. Make up. Uh, yeah. It's it's us. It's Kiss. not us and them, guys. It's not us and them. Uh, you know, strangers walking in the street. That, you know. By chance, two separate glances meet. I am you. And what I see is me. Moving on. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Is Elvis? Is, uh, he's El- he's Elvis, baby. Yeah, I don't understand this at all. Apparently, there's a Netflix show that's going to be coming out in March. I think they said the release date was where the Texan himself, Matthew McConaughey, will be voicing Elvis. It takes place in later in Elvis's life and career when he was a secret agent. So he that was? should be really fun. Uh, man, take that picture up right behind you. Uh, my lovely significant other bought me this picture <laughs> yeah. because I love this photo so much. This is Maybe Richard we Nixon. Super, we can put it in actually making Elvis a drug enforcement agent. Um, that was real. He was at the White House. I think was he on drugs in that picture? Oh, oh yeah, my that's right. That's lordy. Well, listen, he? you gotta be one to know where they are and who you they gotta, are. You gotta be the enforcer. You have to enforce it. He just takes the drugs for himself, <laughs> is what he does. He's like, I'll be the sacrificial lamb. But uh, did you see? I like, guess I'll take all this speed. Did you see the the picture? <laughs> 
Oh my gosh! Sorry. Did you see the Elvis the, picture, Elvis. the animated Elvis? It was pretty, pretty cool, pretty fun looking. It's very a la. Oh, uh, what's that show? Uh, come on! Are you gonna like Johnny on, Quest? Is it like? No, not Johnny Quest. It's the the guy who's involved with it as well. Um, hold okay. on a second. I'll pull it up in just a moment. Give me here. the straight facts here. I would I would like to watch an animated Elvis cartoon. Oh, Archer, yeah, Archer okay. writer Mike Arnold is involved in the series, and oh, it has so it, sort of an Archer esque sort of feel to it. Um, so it should be fun and it action. Should be fun. I think it'll be a lot of fun, especially with Matthew McConaughey as Elvis. It's like, what's not to love about that? We might watch it, and we might tell you if we liked it or hated it. Oh, yeah, we should cover it. So, better than uh, the previous Elvis thing we watched and reviewed. We hope we like it much more than the other Elvis thing. The Elvis thing. biopic. The Elvis biopic we reviewed. I will put a bump up there. I will tell you how bad it is in that episode. Check it out. It's really terrible. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, Steve Albany, the... Famous Nirvana producer. He produced In Utero, their third record. He yeah. was also in the band Big Black. Um, legendary band. Uh, great artist. Great producer. Uh, really hating on the Dan this week. Um, yeah. This week, Steve Albany uh, decided that it was his um, prerogative to go to Twitter and just really put down like a full-on hate shit fest on Steely Dan, uh, where in several tweets he goes into diatribe about why and in detail shall i deliver it to you yeah why he <coughs> hates the dan as they are please give us the detail all right he wrote quote they spent three weeks on the guitar solo dot 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 three weeks of watching guitar players give it their all while doing bumps and hitting the talk back more egyptian but keep it in the pocket Look at yourselves, calling them the Dan. Go trim your beard. Two types of perfectionists. One will prepare, revise, and rehearse carefully with intent, honing an idea to a keen edge, ready to cut the cloth of execution. The other <laughs> the other makes other people responsible by saying, quote, do it again until by chance they are satisfied, then take the credit. There's some video where they talk about every song on an album. And each one begins with the not bald one saying, quote, this song is based on my deep love of the blues, just the very bluesy blues, deep blues, then lays on <laughs> lays his jazz dork hands on the fucking electric piano music made for the sole purpose of letting the so wedding long. band stretch out a little. All you, quote, I used to hate them, people pleading their case like it's a natural infirm infirmity. I need readers now, take pills for my prostate, get winded on the stairs, and oh, I like that cocaine shit music now, not just Boz Skaggs either. I kind of like Boz Skaggs, though. So, you know, he goes pretty hard on the Dan. He does. Uh, Boz Skaggs, rock on. Yeah, rock on, Boz Skaggs. You know? Uh, Boz Skaggs is that dirty lowdown, right? I, I believe so. so. Uh, rock on, rock Boz on, Skaggs. Boz. So, uh... I'm I'm gonna go into this uh, first of all saying it is funny like his like hatred of it um like he says funny things about like the recording uh process and all that stuff and like who they were as a band like all that stuff is really funny like when he's like yeah he's like when they take a bump and say like <laughs> more Egyptian just in the pocket <laughs> that's funny oh I don't care who you are I'm a big it's pretty funny and I'm a really big Steely Dan fan you know um the the I'm alternative and I hate like I hate corporate music, man, because I'm alternative and like music's about it's like get bent, man. Um, at this point, I feel like yeah. if you're not, we're like so far past that. Like it's so I feel like that's so 
regressive thinking. I feel like take what you like and leave the rest. And like you, you can like have fun and be like, man, I don't really, I hate Steely Dan because like I'm not into that kind of music. Where like, but you don't have to like, you know, like go well and like hyper criticize and stuff like that. Look, man, some of that stuff probably happened. Sure. Oh okay. my god! Like all. But of it. to quote Rick James, cocaine is a hell of a drug, man. And these dudes were just like hopped up on cocaine the whole time. There was, I'm sure there was debauchery oh. all over the place. Like, but it's but not- this is this is not what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. With this is, uh, if you don't like a type of yeah, music yeah, yeah. to begin with, don't be critical. Like it's hard to be critical of the music. It's like, it's. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. No. I it's hear like you. if you're not even like remotely interested in that music, and then to be like, I'm gonna be hypercritical of this music seems weird um, to me. From um, a point of view of a music lover. Yeah. So, um, I mean, maybe it was just like a fit of rage in the sense that like, because Steely Dan, people love Steely Dan. And it's on the comeback. It's, you know. It's on the, uh, yeah. And it's like that whole thing. So, but also I'm just trying what I think my opinion of this whole thing is, because I'm not a huge Steely Dan guy either. Like, fine. And Steve Albini, whatever. Um is just it's like who cares? Like you know what I'm saying? As, like what? Who the fuck cares if you don't like Steely Dan? Yeah, like, nobody cares. Also, as a music fan, I'm just gonna say this. Um, I think a lot of people are admitting they like Steely Dan now because um, in their current culture, they can finally admit that they like things without being like shamed and bullied into being like, yeah. no, you should like this kind of music instead. Um, so that's what it feels like to me. Is like you should like this instead, and uh, it's funny, but yeah. you know. Who cares? So moving on, Matt Healy of the 1975 has major beef with Oasis for some reason um, in a podcast, which um, I think I can play a clip of. And if I can, I will. It'll be right here. And um, he goes into like how he's talking about Oasis and how the brothers are fighting and how they could be like the biggest band in the world and how they still kind of like are like the biggest rock band in the world and how they should uh, stop dressing like they're 20 years old and stop fighting. And um, what is what was the word used? Uh, uh, marding. Marding. Uh, nobody knows what this word means. Uh, we have concluded that it means some sort of conflict. I thought they were like- marring. But maybe marring is not a word either after we looked that up before we went on. It's a descriptive word that means, like, the person had no marring on their face despite their age. Well, oh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure either. Marding? Marding. Uh, you know, I'm sure it's M-A-R-D-I-N-G, some sort of. M-A-R-D-I-N-G, Yeah, I don't know. Correct? I think it's some sort of slang that none of, nobody knows what it's, the hell it means. He, but it's if you take it in con- if you take it in context... That means like feuding or something. That's what I would at least assume so, it means. Anyway. It was funny. Yeah, it was funny. And it's, you know, that's the whole thing. And realistically. Uh, do you want Oasis to get back together? Oh, he also takes a dig at the High Flying Birds project, which is also funny. Yeah. And then leaves Liam Gallag- uh, Gallagher's solo career alone. It's like <laughs> nobody's going to the High Flying Birds. And like yeah. he's like, oh, I wish this wasn't Oasis. I mean, look, I don't really give a shit if Oasis gets together or not. Be <laughs> here either. now is a catastrophe. So like I don't really care. Um, but Making, which, of which we reviewed, by the way. Uh, yeah, I now. think it's because we're American. Yeah, maybe that. I mean, listen, man, I'm like I'm into it. Wonderwall, like right on. They were. I mean, there were some songs. There were some songs that were like Champagne Supernova and stuff. Like, yeah, man, they were they're a good, they're a big good Let, band. Okay, whether or not, I'd rather Pink Floyd gets together. If you want to question that, talk about feuding. <laughs> okay, okay, 
Well, the first two Oasis albums are great, but that that's just, you know. I'm not shitting on Oasis. I'm you just know. saying I don't care about whether or not they get back together or not. I think that they're idiots from a business standpoint because everything is coming back right now. So if they wanted to be smart businessmen, <laughs> they'd be like, hey, man, I know we're fighting and shit, but like, let's go milk this cash cow. Because yeah, like, that's that. there you go, man. Get your second wind, your second act. You have a chance to do it all over again as like a new reformed thing and, uh, you know, yeah. heal some wounds and stuff. Brothers shouldn't fight anyway. There's a bigger thing, but love you, Alex. Uh, a lot of fighting in our music news this a week. A lot of fighting, a lot of feuding. But let's usher into the next segment. because Let's this is kind usher of, into the next that, segment. This has been music news. This has been the music, music news. news. Uh, uh, something newsworthy to sort of usher it in. Actually, no, fuck it. We'll just cover it when it comes up. The Grammys were this week. The Grammys. The Grammys. Uh, 2023 Grammys. There was some high highs and some awkward lows. Full of excitement and stuff. What did you say, Luke? What is it referred to as? The Grammys? Yeah, but it's like the biggest oh, night. Oh, Music's of the year. Biggest Night. Music's Biggest Night. I Thank think you. it's Music's Biggest Night. It was the 65th annual Grammy Awards, and all of music stars got out to celebrate. They dressed up in their fanciest clothes. Yes. And good clothing this this year. Yep. And they tried to what make like a stuffy event kind of fun and uh eventful. And everybody was there. Beyonce was there. Yeah. Uh Harry Styles was there. Um Alex, if you could please pull up uh some of the male best outfits real fast so we can look at them um niall rogers was dressed very nicely i sent you a link this is it oh here we go all, all right. right and so uh, starting off i'm gonna pull some of these images up uh we have mick Mi- uh mick, mick fleetwood, fleetwood dressed very nicely here Look at him looking so dapper yep we had uh machine, machine gun, gun kelly. kelly looking like he a space good. age psychopath he, yes uh, and matched he, directly Yes, he matched his uh, counterpart of oh, what you know, is that her name? Suit, that suit's made of uh, angel Fox. skin. Megan Fox, thank you. It's made of angel skin. That's what uh, he said. Right. Yeah. Yes, angel Correct. Skin. Oh, our favorite band. Yes, uh, Mona Skin. Look at them. They are in a beige ensemble together. They all look <laughs> they wonderful. A, looking good and muted. Yes, I wanted to uh, show that so we could bring oh, that up. Harry Styles for the King win, though. The look at that suits. thing. King of the jumpsuit. Um, no, no t-shirt here, no uh, t-shirt. which was an interesting choice. Bring in the, I think bringing the Bowie energy. Keeping the Bowie energy at the Grammys the this biceps. year. I like the pointy shoes. Oh, they're so good. Um, oh, yeah, baby. Nile Rogers, my favorite outfit of the looking evening. Looking like a, like a green popsicle. Oh, he really does. He looks <laughs> Beautiful. I <laughs> really love it. Now Rogers, gorgeous. Uh, Pusha T and All in Black here. Classy. Uh, yep. Who else we have? Uh, uh, Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow wearing gloves. Wearing gloves. Like a like a professional driver. Right. And uh, I would there also like to bring up uh, uh, Sam Smith's outfit, which oh, was yeah? the uh, red ensemble, and there was a whole um, right. crew that was with them that was like wonderful. Uh, Anderson, Anderson Pac looking like a 70s couch. Pharrell Williams look cool. Keeping it cool. There right. you go. Um, and then, if you could, Alex, bring up just one of the other ones so we can see uh, what some of the women walk down the red carpet uh-huh. in, just so we can see real fast so we can keep it equal. I just didn't really want to like lead off and be like, here's us critiquing women. Um, I just wanted to show what everybody what they were wearing because no. some of the outfits are really fun. Hold on, I lost my cursor. Oh, Alex. No, it's right there. I see it. I got it. We're good. We're good. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Am I at the bottom? I'm yeah. at the bottom. Hold on. Oh, my goodness. Technical difficulties here. Technical again, difficulties. It's all right. Uh, we have... Whoa. Lizzo. 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 Look right. at her. In, uh, Looking these... like a flower bed. Yes. Uh, I really like this look. <laughs> Very good. cool. Petunias. 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 <laughs> Were they? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a florist. I don't know. I'm Doja Cat. <laughs> Doja Cat in this all black, like... Yeah. Leather, um, S&M looking... 
thing. Yeah, my eyes are not working. Cool. Yeah, wear your glasses. I know. Yeah, wear your glasses. Uh, this was uh, Trevor Noah. What Trevor are you Noah doing? in all Noah. white. He was just the host. What does it say? I believe he's dressed in Gucci. Oh, Ooh, fancy, fancy. I believe it does say. Yeah, uh, I can't see from here. Oh, yeah, Trevor Noah in yes, Gucci. Gucci. Look at that. Is this your favorite look? Who is this? I Not don't sure. maybe know who this is. Her. Her. It's her. It's her. All right. <laughs> Let's keep so, it going. Keep it going, Alex. Oh, too far. Okay, too far. there we go. There we go. Keep going. Yeah, keep going. Styles we got again. hairstyles again. Not sure. I don't know who this is. I'm not sure who that is. Keep going, Alex. Oh, uh, that's uh, hold on, go back up. That's um, uh, read your name, Alex, for me, because I can't Only see. You can see. Oh, Viola Davis. Viola Davis, the uh, Ergot winner. Yes. Yeah. Egot. Egot. Ergot. a <laughs> root. <laughs> um, Egot. Well, um, you know what are you gonna do? Yes, that was anyway. Very there was some good fashion. Yes. Oh, and, um, uh, Shania Twain. And Beyonce was late to the Beyonce event, was late. and so that is why there was late. no red carpet photo. Um, so that was also of note. Yeah. Check out Cardi B. Oh, Cardi yes, B. Yes, Cardi B was another outfit I wanted Look to bring that. up. That is, I mean, Shout that out to is. Cardi B in the fight. Man. That's yes. beautiful. Oh, oh this yeah, one she had got some into like a backstage fight too. Yes, and here yeah, is. Yeah, uh, Kim Petras and Sam Smith. Yes. Yeah. The whole group of them. Yes, they are all in red and look wonderful. Look at Sam Smith though. That, that's. Yeah, that's they, they look awesome. That is a fit. They do look, look awesome. Love this. Awesome. Love this. Um, yeah, so yeah. it was just a lot of great outfits and a lot of oh, fun. Real quick, Adele too. Adele. Oh yeah, Adele. Oh, the uh, diamond ring. On I her love hand? Adele. Yeah, you see that rock oh, on yeah, her hand? It, yeah. It's like is she married? Is maybe she married? I don't know. She, and yeah. the, the big fluffy florals yeah, were, were I cool. Love that. I love. I love. Oh, puffy, and Taylor uh, Swift, Swift in the purple. Is that purple? You would say? Blue. Yeah, some rhinestones. Blue somebody rhinestones. Somebody bedazzled her address. That's she gave very nice. everybody a standing ovation. And she danced a lot. She did dance a lot too. She was having a good time. She was vibing. So let's get into the winners and, yeah. you know, losers of the night. Uh, Alex, if you could run down some of the categories that we care the most about. Yeah, absolutely. This is yeah. Grammy coverage winners. Um, Hi, I'm down here at Get in the Garage, and uh, we are, it is a night of stars. I was trying to do my, I'm on the red carpet. That's the I Love Lucy thing. <laughs> so, some, uh, so we'll start off record of the year. This was a big controversial one. Uh, well, album of the year. Because record of the year. I'm starting with record of the year first. We're starting with record of the year. Album of the year was the big controversy. Oh, record of the year was also controversial. Oh, yes, that, you are correct. Give it to us, Alex. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So hit us with it. Hit us listen with it. to me next time. Don't gaslight me. I'm just... <laughs> Jesus. All right. <laughs> uh, this one to Lizzo. It was about damn time. Yes. was a big record. was really good. And uh, it yeah. did go head-to-head against Beyonce. So that was tough, and it also went head to get against um, Adele, Doja Cat, um, Steve Lacey, Kendrick, and Harry Styles. So yeah. it was in contention averse. Big category. Things. Big category. So. Yeah. Lizzo. Um, pretty, I'm going to say about this, like Lizzo had a big album, a big year. Um, it was like the yeah. follow-up. Uh, it did really well. We reviewed it on the podcast. So it was um, cool to what see. Are, like, what was a, the quote with the glass or the like old flute? Oh, oh! She plays Jade. She played James Madison's Crystal Flute. She yeah. said, "History is freaking cool, you guys. <laughs> History is freaking cool, you guys." I remember that. Lizzo one. and the Magic Flute, album oh, of the year, still, also controversial. Went very to controversial. House, Harry Styles, Harry phenomenal Styles. album. Yeah. Yes. Um. There was a big controversy where people thought that Beyonce should have won album of the year. Mm. Yep. She had one of the best albums of all time. Um, Harry's House. Also a great album. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say to this. Um, d- 
did Beyonce probably have the better Beyonce had the the better artistic album like mm-hmm. the one that's more artistically fruitful in the long run I definitely agree with that sentiment um if we're gonna go like album of the year populist I feel like Harry Styles kind of had the moment last year yeah. where he like blew up in like a big big way yeah. um and everybody from like 13 year olds to 55 year old men were really like I like Harry Styles which was interesting in a pop uh, format yeah. in that way. I feel like a lot of people bought into him. So I think he had the most populous record of yeah. the year. Not the best record of the year. Um, I think Beyonce's was, you know, but yeah. rarely do the things that are most um, artistically fruitful. Those things rarely get appreciated fully in their time and yep. in their moment. And I think there are so many ex- like so many examples of this. But um. I'm happy for Harry Styles that he won. Um, he was very yep. lackluster in his, uh, or not lackluster in his like uh, kind of, but he was very downplayed in his acceptance speech, and it seemed like he was very lackluster. I will say in his performance yeah. of as it were, um, which seemed like a little bit like you know not as so. It was. He seemed tired. Yeah, he seemed, will, he yeah. seemed embarrassed. I will say that album he was embarrassed yeah. everywhere though. Mm-hmm. For reference, I went to Canada on a moose trip in the middle of nowhere to a town of less than a thousand people, I believe, or maybe right around a thousand people, and it was playing in a truck stop. It was very yeah. ubiquitous, very yeah. pop- populous. In a French town. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we. 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 So, <laughs> um, that was the controversy. Uh, do you, are you with uh, Harry Styles? Do you maybe agree with what I said? Let um, us know. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Comment that up, guys. Song of the Year went to... Uh, oh, Talk about an upset. It's just like that by Bonnie Rate. Rate. Sorry. Yeah. That was Can I I love this. I love this. This explains this moment perfectly. Alex going Bonnie Rate. It's it like so so funny to me because this explains this moment perfectly. Who the hell is Bonnie Rate? Exactly. So in this category we had um Lizzo. Yep. Um and I think who, Adele. Yes. Uh Beyonce, Beyonce was in this. Um so there's a lot of people Harry up. Styles? Yes, we're up for this award. And um Bonnie Raitt took it home. Um, which I think they literally took song of the year of like who wrote the best song of the year. Um people yeah. say like maybe some of the older Grammy um uh voters were like, I recognize her and voted her. Um mm. awesome for Bonnie Raitt. Yeah. Um, yeah, big congratulations. Like, she was just as shocked as I think everybody else yes, was. Yes, her face, uh I'll throw it right here. Her very shocked face. Uh mm. we'll show it to you guys. Um so that was uh cool, but also like a big like upset in a lot of like, you know, uh younger people ways. Like um and people were like, who is Bonnie Ray? A lot of half the population, which was uh very funny and um a cultural moment, <laughs> and I like that. So good for Bonnie Ray, and also like who major upset uh in the same time. So yeah, moving on, best new artist went to Samara Joy, who was a I believe a jazz artist that I have not really uh listened to, but same here in that category was uh Domi and JD Beck who oh, yep, we reviewed yep. their album. They were up and uh Mona Skin were uh up for a uh an award in that category as well and they sadly lost. Um and uh Wet Leg were also up oh, yeah, for Wet in Leg that category. Too, yeah. So um, you know, a lot of bands that we've talked about all year and uh, you know, thought that was interesting. Really yeah. cool. 
Um, and that was a uh, upset. Oh, thank you for this. Uh, so a little, it. a little sample of that. I enjoyed yeah. that. Warm Alex. in December, our most popular song. Yeah. Very cool. Moving on. Moving on. Now we're getting into some pop stuff. Mm-hmm. Pop category. Uh, best pop solo performance went to Adele. Adele. Easy on me. Hitting the pop. Yes. Um, Adele. Um, I'm not a super big Adele fan. Um, I love Adele's energy. I will agree. I would um, like to sit down and like maybe have a cup of coffee with her, Adele. <laughs> yes, I, I'm. Uh, you know, the music's not my favorite thing. I'm going to yeah. be honest. Um, yeah. I'm more into "About Damn Time" by Lizzo on this, or as it were, by Harry Styles. But you know, yeah. Um, good that they kind of spread the awards out a little bit. So that was cool. Um, the best pop duo and group performance is next, right, Alex? Yes, sir. Unholy by Sam Smith and Kim Petras. They, there you go. They kill it. Um, yes, the acceptance speech was um, memorable to yep. say the least. Yes. Um, Kim Petras uh, being the first transgender person yep. to win a Grammy uh, was so iconic and memorable, and their performance was unholy. Um, was has, a unholy, which was quote a satanic ritual. It was a satanic ritual. It was a satanic ritual. Um, we are making fun of the Fox News pundits that have been going like off the walls about this performance. Listen, for, like, man, no reason. Pounce. You know what? If I can interject, if I can interject, will must you? I must, because this is why. Luke, there, at one point, there was a video that was released. That was basically like, you know, uh, a news organization that was just like talking about Beyonce and they were talking about how Beyonce sends this like wrong, like sexualized image to like young people and like what does that mean and the implications of that and like all of that stuff. And then they were like, and here's Ted Nugent playing Cat Scratch Fever. And it's like people. (laughs) Listen to me right now. Listen to me very, very closely. What was Black Sabbath do? Like, enough with this, like, satanic panic thing, okay? Yes, is it, like, this big satanic thing on, like, the world stage at the Grammys? Sure. Sure it is. But let me just tell you right now, people. Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil in the 1930s. The devil is part of rock and roll whether you like it or not, and you're just going to have to deal with it. Because if you're not listening to gospel music... Then everything else is satanic. Okay, so like, let's just get over also, the satanic thing. I would already. like to bring into a moment of maybe the meaning of the song and the imagery a little bit further. If you are to step back a little bit, um, those are two peoples who are presenting themselves in uh, ways that have not been accepted by society for a very long time um, in very accepting ways and still aren't in a lot of ways today. Um, yep. In this moment. Yeah. So I feel like what they were doing there was playing with um, the very American image of religion and that and the way that they have been demonized for um, wanting to live their lives in the way they want to live. And I feel like as an American, you should be able to live your life the way you want to in mm-hmm. any kind of way. So I think they were playing with the imagery and how they had been persecuted in the past yeah. of being like, you've called me a devil. And like, 
You know what I mean? So now I'm going to dress up like the devil. Right. And so it's <laughs> yeah. a bit fun with that. And also the song is about being unholy. And like we all know it's fun and like sexual romp. Yeah. It's like, you know. Overall, though, great yeah. performance. Yes. Amazing wow. performance. Um, And yeah. So I feel like there is like um, oh, artistic way to look at that and not the satanic panic way to look yeah. at that. It's not yeah. 1992 anymore. Let's move on. A uh, different category. Great performance. Best, Love their uh, win. Moving on. Best traditional pop vocal album. We'll go by quick higher by Michael Bublé. Michael raised. Uh, this is oh, Bublé. This is the this is the traditional album. Bubbly, please sponsor us. Bubbly, come on. Please, I love your drinks. Or Michael Bublé, I'll take or, a sponsorship yep, from you yep, too. Yep, yep, yep. We want polar. We want polar. We do want polar. Uh, Bubbly is a uh, uh, satanic uh, ritual. Is a satanic. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about the real devils of the world? The PepsiCo <laughs> Corporation. Yeah, it's Continue not nice. Um, Good seltzer though. Best so. pop vocal album. This went to Harry's house, Harry Styles. Yes. So that was Big two one. for him. Um, this, I feel like, was, uh, I mean, another category. Like, Harry Styles had already won, like, a lot of awards. This He probably, like, could have not been nominated for this. Maybe, like, yep. Best Pop Vocal. Maybe, like, Beyonce, like, could have been nominated in this and, like, maybe won that right. award. Um, so I just want to put that out there, especially because she's a really big pop artist. Next section, though, Dance Electronic. Beyonce swept the street with it. And R&B. And R&B, but looking at just dance and electronics, she won both ca- uh, both uh, ones in that category, which are best dance electronic recording and best dance electronic album. Album, yeah, music album. Yes, yeah. and uh, as these are going by of albums that we reviewed, I'm going to like link all of them up. So be on yeah. the lookout for all these little links in this episode. Uh, yeah, big one, big one for somebody we love here too, Jeff Snarky Puppy. Oh yes, best contemporary instrumental Mental album, album. Empire, Empire Central. Yes, yes, and Phenomenal. we covered. Congrats. Congratulations to Michael League and all the all the snarky puppy uh, members. Looking into rock, best rock performance goes to Brandy Carlisle's Broken Horses. Who yeah. also performed, right? Yes, her, also had a performance. Uh, yeah. Her children introduced her, which was uh, really yeah, cool. Yeah, very nice. Her children and her wife, yeah. Yes. Yeah, very, very nice. Cool. Sad, you know, it went up against patient number nine, but. Yeah, uh, what can you Lost do? Lost out, but. Jeff Beck. It's a Jeff Beck song. That's the problem. Yeah, well. Hmm. What can you do? Rest in uh, peace, Jeff Beck. Best metal performance goes to Ozzy Osbourne featuring Tony Iommi. This was a weird one to me because it's like, this is the one rules. that you pick off the record. This is like my least favorite track on the album. And then it won it too. I'm like, that song sucks. Like, <laughs> no disrespect to Tony Iommi or to Ozzy, but I'm like, it's the worst track on the album. This was, Patient number nine is clearly the better song. Why didn't or, they not? Or any of the wild songs. This was, yeah, the wild this songs was are great too. Uh, yeah, uh, Degradation Rules was also this, that song about explicit uh, wanking. Which oh, degradate, masturbation. Yeah, <laughs> this one won a goddamn award. What's wrong with that you? That song won a fucking Grammy. The vocal, the chorus to this vocal is degradation, masturbation. masturbation. <laughs> um, I don't know, inflation. Who gives uh, a shit? Uh, this is also Taylor Hawkins uh, wrote some of the song as well. Be- oh, uh, now I feel like an asshole. Well, you you shouldn't. He real. I believe he contributed the line about uh, Pornhub in it. So, oh, well, um, there you go. And Ozzy, the best line of the song. Um, so, well, very back, funny. Uh, back to this best rock song comes back to Brandy Carlisle with Broken Horses. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Phenomenal I saw album. That too. I think you guys mentioned that this was one of your favorite albums of last year as well. I believe Jeff yep. yes. threw that one out. Yep. Yep. Uh, best rock album went to patient number nine, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> Let's cool. go, baby. At least he got the, the he full got album. You know, he got two. That was two. Um, quickly moving through some of these, Our alternative best alternative music performance went to Chase Lounge or Chase Long, uh, Wet Leg. 
That's a big one. It I love wet legs. Chase shout Lounge. Out, shout out. Is it wet leg? Lounge? Yeah, a Chase Lounge. lounge. It's like uh, a piece of furniture. It's spelt wrong on this page. I apologize. Um, it might be spelt wrong because that might be like the kind of furniture it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. for sure. Um, but yeah, wet yeah. leg uh, swept no, the about. alternative category. Like Indeed. Which oh. is cool. Good for them. They have a great NPR like tiny desk at home concert. That's definitely worth watching. I highly recommend it. It was very good. Big Thief. Uh, Bjork would have been cool a little bit. So yeah, well, yeah. a little bit of bummer there. <laughs> Moving on. Moving, Moving on. on. R&B on. category. R&B. Best R&B performance with the hers and hers. Um, Mooney Long. I don't know that album, unfortunately. Cool. I apologize. Best traditional R&B performance, Beyonce. Beyonce, Queen B. Very cool. Yep. Best R&B song, Beyonce. Beyonce. Cough it. There we go. Great tune. Best progressive R&B album, Gemini Rights, Steve Lacey. Don't know it. Um, I think Jeff is a fan. Yeah. I believe so. Where's Jeff when you need him? Where's Jeff when you need him? He's out of town. But, um... Yeah, let's uh the rap category. Yep, best rap performance, the heart part five, Kendrick Lamar. The man himself, Kendrick Salute Lamar. You. Um best melodic rap performance. <laughs> Whatever that means. Went to Future for Wait for You. I do know the song. It's okay. I think the Kendrick song in this category is a little bit better. Die Hard. Um Yeah. I don't think Jack Harlow won that either. Best rap song, The Heart Part Five. Once again he swipe he uh sweeps it there. Right and then best rap album goes to Kendrick, Kendrick Mr. Lamar. Morale and the Big Steppers. Great album. Hell yes. Yeah. Very cool. Didn't we try. reviewed that as well. We did. And um we're not gonna go really into further any more categories. There's like country and stuff, but you know, yeah. uh we covered gospel? the we covered the big ones for you. Uh if you wish, Alex, we'll do a separate episode for you about gospel. Um so <laughs> Moving on, uh, the performances at the Grammys, we've yep. uh, covered some of them, uh, but B- uh, Bad Bunny opened up the show. Um, everybody dancing early on. Yes, it was a uh, cool performance. Um, people seemed into it. Taylor Swift was dancing. Um, everybody seemed really happy and excited, and it seemed like a really uplifting beginning to the show, which has, you know, maybe like not been so like exciting in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trevor Noah hosted the show and he maybe laid some good or bad jokes. Um, <sighs> you liked one or did not like one in particular? Yeah, he uh, he interviewed Taylor Swift briefly and was like, oh, is there, you know, we're really excited because of the things that you're doing with Ticketmaster, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, is there anything your Swifties can't do? And she's like, no, they do whatever they want, blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, can you help them lower the price of eggs? So hold on one second. We got to pull up on the screen here. Okay. Fans in the world. I mean, what they did with Ticketmaster, what they might do for artists all over the world, what they might do for fans who want to go to concerts is amazing. I just wonder, once they're done with this, can you get them to to handle the price of eggs? There's really nothing that they can't accomplish. I... Well, there you have it. Yeah, they'll they'll get on it. Just let them know what you need. Swifties, price of eggs down. You go after those chickens. What a what a joke so that, falling well, out. Well, there you face. have it. Anyway, <laughs> let's get back to this show that has nothing to do with eggs. That was weird in this economy. <laughs> listen, in this economy, listen. This is my thing. Trevor Noah. That's fine if you want to have like a comedian host. You know, hosts we come were, and go and all that stuff. But we, we were, were talking. Thinking, why wouldn't you choose like a like a legacy artist to host? A fun musician. A fun Bootsy, musician. Why doesn't Bootsy Collins oh, host Bootsy the Grammys? Bootsy Collins should host the Grammys. Why doesn't Bootsy Collins host the Grammys? Yeah, what's up, Bubba Bubba's? Yeah, he's like it's Bootsy, baby. It's Who Bootsy, won baby. the award? Ooh. Um. That would be amazing. Bootsy Collins should host the Grammys. Yeah, or like Weird Al or like... Um, speaking of you know. great artists uh, who, you know, should whatever uh, be recognized more, 
the hip hop uh, tribute was amazing. Uh, 50 years of hip hop, right, is what the uh, kind of tribute was. And yep. this was put on by Quest Love, and he got a lot of people together. Um, you got Eric B. There was Salt and Pepper. Uh, there was LL Cool J. There was uh, Buster Rhymes. There was. Um, who else was there? Salt I, and Pepper, Missy Elliott. Missy yep, Elliott that was, was a big one. That was, was another one I didn't mention. Lil Uzi Vert was, uh, did a thing with, um, God, why am I, LL Look, Cool J? Um, Jazzy Jeff was there. Jazzy Jeff was there. Um, Method Man was there. Run DMC. Big Run Boy. Run DMC. Rakim. We named a lot of them. That was a lot of them. That was a lot of them. Um, and yeah. it was really cool and actually played off really well. Um, it would have been cool if it was longer and there were some people left out, but um, yeah, that was cool. It oh, was you, awesome. Jay Z's face the whole time was fantastic. He was like, "My God, it's my heroes all on stage together." Busta Rhymes. Um, oh, the Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes killing it. Showing people what Busta. Busta. He's uh, the man. I love Busta Rhymes. So, uh, and Jay Z's when it pans oh. to Jay Z's face during that moment, he's yeah. like. I know. It's fantastic. Also, a quick shout out to Dr. Dre for getting his own award, the Dr. Dre Global <laughs> Impact Award. Brought to you by Beats Headphones. Brought to you by Beats Headphones. Uh, the award is named after him, and of course, he's the first winner of this new award. So where that award goes henceforth, we'll see what direction they're going to take it in. But Dr. Dre has his own also award, poor, so that's cool. Poor, uh, Rock on. Ben Affleck. Oh, wait. Oh. Give, us, give, give me the rest of the performances first. Uh, who else performed? I don't want to leave anybody out. I don't want to leave oh, it out. Do you have it look pulled look up? Yeah, I do. Um, Lizzo performed. Harry Styles performed. Yes. Stevie Wonder. Oh, Stevie Wonder. That with, was it. Okay. With Chris Stapleton doing yep. the Motown thing. Thank and, you. Uh, the tribute the, to Smokey Robinson and, and Barry the, Gordy. And the four sons of the member of Boys to Men that escaped me, but the ba the backup singers on the right-hand side right yes. behind Stevie Wonder are one of the members of Boys to Men's four yep. sons. That's so, very cool. That's pretty dope. Yes, yeah. and they sang great, and they did a medley of like Motown hits. And they were doing and, like synchronized um, dances and shit. It was cool. Yeah, uh, Chris Stapleton was there, too. Yeah, during, and it was, was a tribute well. to Smokey Robinson, Barry yeah, Gordon. The smoke uh, show. It was really, really cool. The smoke show. Uh, look out for gasms <laughs> coming your way uh, to a record store piercing, near you. Piercing blue eyes. <laughs> piercing blue eyes. Um, it's baby blues. So yeah, and uh, who was the other performance? Uh, there was Luke Combs, country artist. Oh, uh, oh Harry yeah, Luke Combs. Harry Styles also performed, Styles, which I mentioned was a lackluster. bit lackluster. Uh, Kim Lizzo Petrus and Sam Smith doing Unholy. We was saw that awesome. Though. And yeah. uh, Lizzo. So those are the performances. And then yeah. um, oh Jay Z with DJ Khaled and oh crap, who else was DJ it? DJ Khaled, Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, John Legend, Friday. Yes. Yes. Yep. Another another great performance. So yeah, it, it was, was a, uh, it some was of the performances. Uh, like we said, were. So so, yeah. uh, hip hop, awesome. Yeah. Um, Bad Bunny, two thumbs up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you heard great us. Grammys. Yeah, you heard us say the ones we liked. Um, yeah, great let's talk about Ben Affleck's uh, bored ass face. During yeah, just the to ceremony. wrap up, just to just to to end the Grammys discussion. Ben Affleck looking like somebody kicked his puppy. The, Jennifer Lopez pretty clearly sc uh, scolding him. Aww. Oh, we got the. It's very dramatic. <laughs> that is all right. <laughs> we can play that because that audio is not, you know. This is so good. I so love this. Sad. Oh, so he much. looks so sad. And then there was one point where, like, they panned to them uh, during someone's performance. I can't remember whose performance it is. And Ben Affleck's just sitting there looking like, Jesus Christ, somebody killed me. It's the funniest thing ever. Uh, uh -huh, here we go. 
Yeah, poor Ben. Yeah, look at it. every <laughs> picture. Jennifer Lopez just looking radiant as the as radiant as the as the as a full moon in, in a winter sky, home. and Ben Affleck's over there looking like he'd uh, he'd rather be at Dunkin' Donuts. Um, can you please give? Oh, us and that's that's a good to- uh, topic too. Dunkin' Donuts tweeted, tweeted back, back at him. Did you see that? Yes, we will put that tweet up. Right yeah, here. yeah, put that tweet up. It's so so funny. Yeah. Um, also, I would like to uh, point out when um, Adele. Was it Adele met oh, the rock? Oh, Adele met the rock. Yep. Adele met the rock. Adele that met was the rock. Another fun moment, artist, and uh, I guess just like and superstar. Then, and then the rock also presented when she won uh, when she award. won one of her awards. Yeah, so I think just the one. Sorry. Yes, and her introduced award. her. Come on as, up here, best friend. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the rock's mom got in a car accident. I know. Right I heard before. about that. She's okay though. Bummer. She's okay. He was he he commented on it saying, um, that uh, what's play? Oh, yep. Uh, saying that his mother called him and then handed the phone off to the EMT, and he said to the EMT, I'm Dwayne Johnson, and the EMT promptly responded, oh, no, we know. Your mom's been talking about how her son is the rock the entire time. So, so that was very oh, yeah. very cool. Trevor Noah. First time ever. Oh. All right, you two get acquainted. We're going to keep the show moving. Okay. All right. So... Oh, so Trevor Noah introduced them. Okay. Very cute. I love this. Great moment. Great moment. God, Adele. Rock is Adele is, hugging. Are you married? Uh, <laughs> are you married? Probably. Are you married? Probably. Let, let the people know. Anyway, so, so there you have it. Do you have any Grammy moments that you think we missed? Uh, tell us about it in the comments. Let us know. We disagreed with. Tell us in the comments. Let us know. How is our Grammy coverage? This has been the 65th annual <laughs> Grammys. And this has been your first annual Get in the Garage Grammy coverage. Coverage, yes. <laughs> oh, wait. That's the, that's the Olympics theme um, that I was singing. I was just going random. <laughs> this has been the Grammy coverage. Yeah, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to hit you with that Shania Twain record, too. So stick around, fellas. Welcome back, everybody, to Get in the Garage. We're the music podcast. For music lovers. We have Alex sitting in with us for round two for our new album review. He's Hi, Alex. Here. Hello. Hello, Alex. Hello, we're excited to have you. Yes. Glad to be yes, here. yes, it's indeed. Get you, uh, get you warmed up in, uh, in front of the in front of the camera here, and we are going to have our get in the garage album review segment. <laughs> New album review this week. We are reviewing Shania Twain's sixth studio album. It is called Queen of Me. It is her follow up to her comeback record released in 2017. Uh, full of high highs and low lows. We'll get into it, but just a little bit of backstory. Shania Twain is from I think Ontario, Canada. She spent most of her youth singing in smoky bars uh her mother was like would like sneak her out when she was a child and stuff where her father was sleeping and she'd be singing in all these bars um long life of music you know huge in the country music scene but then also smashed through uh and uh made her way as an international pop superstar i would say with a little bit of a country twang yes with her album come on over yeah, come on over that's the one the 12th best-selling album in the united states ever ever yep. ever um chances are your mom had it in her car at in 1997 there's probably a copy rotting in your home right now yeah somewhere <laughs> in your basement there's a waterlogged booklet from the come on over cd um so yes that was a giant record and with producer mutt lang uh was you know Notably, Molly, uh, Def Leppard, sorry, ACDC. 
Um, yes, a bunch of great rock albums on Metallica. Uh, no, not Metallica. I'm sorry. No, that was Bob Rock. Yeah, thank you. How dare you disrespect Bob Rock oh, that no, way? How dare I confuse two balding <laughs> men that look the same? Um, so anyway, uh, we have come on over the Blast and Superstar. Um, she released Up, which was a uh, three pop album, country uh, world album. Where For, yeah, first it was, time it was ever done, I believe. Yes, a album released three ways: uh, one country, one pop, and one world, which was interesting. And then um, she took a long break because yep. she was battling uh, Lyme, Lyme disease. disease. Yeah, yeah, so uh, around about the same time. So she, uh, her and Mutt Lang had her child. That was around up. And uh, shortly thereafter, she went through a divorce. And then she also contracted Lyme's disease, uh, which had a really bad imp- uh, I'm sorry, effect on her vocal cords, which made it very difficult for her to control her voice. Yep. Uh, and I believe... Um, Oh, there's a, there's a medical diagnosis for that when you lose control of your of your vocal cords. Uh, so yeah, she took a little bit of a break, and uh, she's back. I mean, she's yeah. been back since 2017, but um, her about, voice has changed. Her a voice little has bit. changed quite yeah quite a bit, I would yeah. say. And uh, in 2022, last year, there was a documentary released about her on Netflix, which kind of goes through the history. I highly recommend watching it if you're a Shania Twain fan. I. I'm a, I consider myself a Shania Twain fan, and I really did enjoy watching the documentary. And it leads up spanning her entire career up until present day where she's in the studio and she's working. I think two of the tracks from this record are featured on that documentary as well. And, uh, yeah, it leads you up to present day. Very, very interesting documentary. I highly recommend watching it. Um, so, so that leads us into the actual yeah. album, uh, the album Queen of Me, which was released last Friday. Um, this is a pop facing album. For sure. Um, she has kind of left her country days behind. Um, the 2017 release was also mostly pop facing. Um, but this is more kind of up tempo numbers. Um, a lot of positive sayings, a lot of. Um, you know, yeah. you go. It's, it's anthemy. Anthemy, yeah, to yeah. say yeah. the least. Um, and yeah, so she's clearly left her country roots behind, except on the lead-off track "Giddy Up," which yeah. is a electro pop kind of dance yeah. number with like acoustic guitars. Yeah, and some countryish flavor. Yeah, flavor. It's, it's the top song on the on the album itself, most plays so far according to uh, all streaming services. Um, I think it's um a song I connect with pretty well, and I'd say that's like mostly where it kind of ends and it's yeah. countryness it has some of these acoustic guitar um tracks but it's always kind of underlaid with like a more danceable yeah. um you know vibe there are some moments that aren't like that and we'll get into it but um yeah what'd you guys think of this um uh, you know i have to be honest with you i found this album to be kind of a downer i mean it's 36 minutes long just over 36 minutes long so it's not like it's an album that goes on forever where you're just like please i want this to be over so i did enjoy that it's 12 songs uh i mean if you want my personal opinion here's the thing there's a lot of pop things that she is trying to do on this record that feels a bit dated and also i just felt like i would have rather that she proved herself as a legacy country artist. Listen, man, Shania Twain, yes, she broke through. She merged country and pop music. She became an international superstar and all that stuff. 
But for me, it's like the pop thing, and not that country doesn't do this too, but the pop is everything is so fast moving. You know what I mean? And like to, to be up to date and to be on top of it and be in the conversation as far as like the greatest pop music writers and stuff, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a feat in itself. Country music is where her roots are, that's where she comes from. I just would have preferred maybe something a little bit more like later in life Johnny Cash thing esque thing, where it's like you know, her voice is a little bit more or scruff or a little bit like, more, you know. Uh, Loretta Lynn did those albums with yeah. um, Jack White. In, you yeah, know, right, right. Yeah, whatever, do something interesting right. like that. This was kind of like her go at a full-out pop album. There's, She's really abandoned the country stuff well, on let's here. Talk and I, a, is it let's, that time yet, though, for her to make that comeback, like, well, that might be a bit later, and like that was like a, that's more of like a yeah. last act kind of thing. She's definitely not there, no. so yeah, that is she still got pipes. That is to be said. Yeah. Um, she can still sing. Um, it's a different voice that we're used to. Um, I'm gonna say this about this album. I think they did her a disfavor in a lot of ways in the way that they um auto tuned her voice, and I feel like I can deal with a matured voice, a voice that sounds a bit different, and I feel like a lot of fans are more forgiving or more willing to listen to a voice that they're not um you know that has changed throughout the years um and i feel like they're willing to grow with her i feel like the auto-tune on this really masks um in a lot of weird ways that aren't appropriate um uh let's talk about the really pop nature of this record um songs like pretty liar on here are big um kind of different movements that we've seen from Shania Twain. Um, the chorus of the song is, um, you're such a fucking liar. Your yeah. pants are on fire. Um, you're, you know, you're higher and higher. You're that, such a liar. That um, track specifically, the only explicit song in the album. Yes. It's the only one that was released explicit. And it's one of the least played songs on the album on streaming services. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, and it has the craziest sexual innuendo in the song. Oh, please. Uh, Alex, because I was going to shout it out. Yeah, I think, or what is it, like, you have a big gun, I think you're ready to come. Yes. It's like, I was listening to this on lunch And it made day, you and go, like, oh. I was not ready for it. And right, okay. And I, you, it was too much. We listen to explicit stuff all the time. Yeah, that does not bug us in the least bit, right? Yeah. It's like, whatever. But it feels inappropriate from Shania Twain, it or just, like, it, it, I mean, or like out of character. Off. That's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, it feels like out of, of character. It feels like when she's saying "fuck," it feels like yep. it's the first time she's ever said "fuck," and that's not cool. <laughs> Everybody knows that's not cool. So like, it's either you say "fuck" all yeah. the time, like it comes out of your mouth, like it's every other word, and that's fine and cool, Twain, and it's in it's your vocabulary, like, yeah. or because she's saying like, You're, it just feels weird. It's um, icky. And to note also that song feels like a um like a Megan Trainer song that came out like Ooh, 10 years yep. ago as well. So for me it's not really artistically fruitful. Um what did you guys did you have any of the crazy like pop stuff on here that you thought was a bit like wow that's different? I mean, I wrote like I mean, you know, you have the song like Brand New, it's the second track on the album. I'm like, okay, you basically rewrote a Taylor Swift song. Even Waking Up Dreaming, which is the song right after that, yeah. strong Harry Styles vibes on that. Oh, that kind of, that sounds like um uh, uh as it were a little bit. Like yeah. don't that kinda of has the same beat going on to it. Uh, Queen of Me was, you know, I mean I, I I you know, I appreciate the sentiment of that. I love that harp intro. That was fun. Um 
you know, last day of summer, I felt like that was kind of like a more mature. I like thing, that. You know, it kind of ha- it had like that new a new pop kind of flavor to it, and yeah. it was um, you know, a, a bit like kind of like blandy lyrics, but the feel of the song was more like where um I thought was kind of interesting. It was a bit like like you know. The, like a little bit like Doobie Brothers y flavor, but not yeah. like fully on there. It was that was like, my that was my I wrote my uh, most enjoyed track on the album. I felt that way too because yeah. it felt yeah. it felt more like reflection. It was felt good, more honest good vibes. of her, yeah. right? Um, Great vibes. And it was good vibes on here. Um, so yeah, that was kind of like the stuff that had the more pop stuff. Obviously, yeah. Giddy Up is very very pop, like we talked about, Snappy, and yep. throws the country root back. Um, did you guys? Um, what did you guys think this like did you guys like the way she like let me tell you all right yeah how did you how did you feel she's either in pain or she's in love like make up your damn mind to me i was listening to it and it's like oh. i want to be independent this was i want to be myself this is the question i wanted to ask you i was like what yeah. did you think about the way she themed the record yeah, like because like, half of these i wrote are independent songs or half of these are i'm in love and i want you and i'm like Make Shania Twain make up your damn mind for the love of God. <laughs> See, like, she's confused. Go to therapy. She's for, confused. For me, I kind of like <laughs> think she spoke like really like deep and truly um, yeah. in her past albums to a certain kind of uh, woman in person in that time. Um, I feel like those are still her fans, and I feel like they can still be like spoken to in a lot of interesting and fun ways. Um, and I, what I really mean by that is, like, give me a little bit more of yourself. Um, before, back in the 90s, you were telling me what the best part about being a woman was to you in that moment. And that's what uh, sparked with everybody. They went, oh, yeah, I, me too. Right. That's how you feel? Um, there's not enough. This is how I really feel about this on this record. And you could tell there's not a lot of, like, convicted singing, like, She's not blowing anybody off on this record or like in a hard way. And there's not like, you know, um, that energy of like, this is really who I am. And I feel like there's a lot of like, I might be kind of going this way and a bit wishy-washy in the uh, in the styling of the whole album, the thematic uh, role of it. See, I wish that if she did anything that she went whole hog on like the hardest stone vibe, because to me. That was the most interesting song on the album. That was the album closer. Yeah. Uh, it had vocal effects. It had keys. It had synthesizer. It kind of went into some strange places. And I was like, yo, if you went whole hog into this, then I feel like that would have been like, oh, man, Shania Twain's like doing something Maybe interesting here. Like, you know what? what I mean? But this just feels like dated pop to yes. me. Ooh. Like, I, I strongly agree. Like, um, as much as I like like Shania Twain as like yeah, an we artist, love Shania, I love Shania and, Twain. Like, a like, person, I'm, uh, yeah. um, this album it just doesn't really hit in like the way I think she should like she can hit and make an yeah. album. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with it. It kind of lays in that area of she could really just put a lot more into herself, and I think um the production on this record, like you said, sound dated. I think she could work with a better producer that could really like bring up the, um, you know, just the way the tracks sound, make them sound more modern or more flavored in a certain way. Um, before on albums, uh, we had, uh, Shania Twain like sampling. I mean, I know it's the production. So, um, 
I'm Gonna Get You Good has that like Bollywood cool yeah. awesome sample in it that like just works great on that song. And I, th- um, I, th- I thought from the song, <laughs> I, I like the title of this one, Inhale, Exhale, Air. I just want to say just breathe for the love of God. <laughs> Dude, did, did I not say that? <laughs> um, yeah. But it was like that one was like a really good one. Like it was just like just let shit go, like be free. And that one had like a really good catch to it where I was like, oh, this has a good chorus where it could be like a TikTok song type of thing. Mm. But um, a lot of the other ones were just like really dated pop songs. I was just like, okay. But I still think relatively songwriting was okay. Production could have been better. Um, and it just wasn't all there for me for her. I, you know, you look at some of her older like female centric anthems and you're like, oh, that's not where this is really aiming to be. So I think similar to Harry Styles' performance, lackluster. Yeah, and I think the thing, too, is, is like, I think you also have to take into consideration the fact that, like, you know, she's a different person now that she, yeah. than she was back then. You know what I mean? And, like, she's gone through these life things and, you know, with uh, a dysphonia is what that, that's called with, like, with your vocal cords, you know, and her battle with Lyme disease and then, you know, the Mutt Lang thing and all that kind of stuff. Um, I just... I, I just think that it's like you could have just made like a really raw and vulnerable album and I think people would have really, really enjoyed that. In other words, I'm just saying, Shania Twain, you don't have to please anybody. You know what I mean? It's like, who are you trying to please? You don't have to please anybody. Just write an well, album for yourself. That's you know? what this is, though. It's not pleasing anybody. It's just safe and easy and it wasn't hard yeah, to look, do. Yeah, look, there's big choruses. There's but all that stuff. Like they, so- she, you know, she hits all the markings of like a pop album and what you need on a pop album. But it's just like it's like it wasn't blow your socks off, and it's just like it's like an album full of like leftover pop hits that didn't make the cut. Like that's just kind of what it feels like, you know. So yeah. it's like, you know, and I like I said, man, I love Shania Twain, and also I love her. I love uh, her. I love her. I'm gonna know. I did read the Pitchfork review, mm-hmm. uh, but I also that's, said yeah. this to Mike as well. Um, we were talking about legacy uh, artists that have like kind of uh, been in this space before, female uh, giant superstars. Um, I said to Mike after I listened to this, I was like, um, you know, it's not, it's not Cher, kinda, you know, it's not like Cher's comebacks or like a Madonna comeback in the late '90s, and it's yeah. not um, that kind of thing. So that to be noted, um, I hope the next record is a better record, but um, it might not make it to my ears because this one was so forgettable. Yeah, I just hope that. Whatever the next record is, if there is a next record, that she just finds a producer that will play to her strengths rather than being like, you should just make a pop album. Final thoughts, Alex? It was easy come, easy go, as she says in Giddy Up, man. It was, I don't think it was bad. I think she did a good job on it. I just don't think it had, like, its full potential. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, can you read, uh, let me see. uh, So Jeffrey (laughs) did weigh in on this record and sent a text, and he says... <clears throat> Shania Twain walked so Taylor Swift could run. Her songwriting is almost as strong today as it was 25 years ago. Her voice has aged, but I like how it sounds. I give this album one strong horse whinny. Sir, you're on please. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Shania Twain, a uh, uh, a known a known equestrian. Uh, let's give our rating system one through ten. Who wants to go first? Uh, Alex, why don't we lead off with you? Sure. I'll- I'll give it uh, like a seven, seven, seven point two pitchforky. It's you. But it's you. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. choose. It's you. Yeah. yeah you yeah. can decide. Yeah, I'd say probably around like a seven, seven and a half. Okay. okay. That'd be like my fair estimate for going whole halves. But uh, I, I just think I had more to give. Yeah. Uh, right. I'm gonna go six. 
I'm I'm a little bit harsher on this record, but it's because I love Shania Twain. Shania Twain was the soundtrack of my childhood, riding around with my mom, and uh, this this record just doesn't really hit the way that Come On Over did, and I know it's kind of an unfair comparison, but like I know you can do good because you did it again with Up, so, you know. This might be my worst review on the podcast so far. I love Shania Twain. I'm a big fan of her. Um, This record is a 4.7 for me. Is that lower than White Stripes? Uh, Yes, I believe so. Uh, So 4.7. I just think this album is uh, not that good. I think it's going to make great bar music. Yeah, it's got the anth- it's got like the bar anthem thing That's about I it. Think. I think it does you its know. job there, so I give it I give it points there because it's gonna score well there. But maybe on like the more music side, it's kind of a. I uh I enjoy our disagreement because I feel like we're on the different sides of the spectrum, and I can see how this album is enjoyable to some people. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I, I was I'm, doing the dishes. And I was like, I'm hey, I giddy I, up, man. Listen, <laughs> can I sing, can I sing you every cor- every chorus on this no. record? Definitely can. But um, I just—it's not my deal, and it's uh, yeah. artistically—I yeah. want—I want more. So yeah. uh, it's good Respect. that we disagree on here. I think we have uh, some varied opinions. And do you yeah. like this record? Do you not like this record? Am I wrong? Tell us is about Michael it in the wrong? Comments, please. Is, is Alex wrong? Who knows? I'm probably is Jeff wrong? wrong? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> with his with his one horse Winnie, Mr. Uh, Ed will write in. <laughs> Mr. Ed, we're gonna consult Mr. Ed about this. Anyway, yes, let us know in the comments below what you think of the Shania Twain record. Also, remember to like, comment, subscribe, and share the podcast with all your friends, family, and people who cook. Alex, thank you for sitting in here with us. Alex, thank you for being half. here. Love to be here. Thank you for being here. Until next week, guys. This has been Get in the Garage. See you later. See you later. Have a good week at school.